Our first reading this evening comes from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 60th chapter. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall overcome the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us join together now, people of God, and read responsively whole verse by whole verse from Psalm 72. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son, that he may rule your people righteously and the poor with justice, that the mountains may bring prosperity to the people And the hills in righteousness. Let him defend the needy among the people. Rescue the poor and crush the oppressor. May he live as long as the sun and moon endure. From one generation to another. Let him come down like rain upon the mown field. Like showers that water the earth. In his time may the righteous flourish. And let there be an abundance of peace till the moon shall be no more. May the kings of Tarshish arise and of the isles pay tribute. And the kings of Sheba and Saba offer gifts. May all kings bow down before him and all the nations do him service. For the king delivers the poor who cry out in distress, the oppressed and those who have no helper. He has compassion on the lowly and the poor and preserves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their lives and precious is their blood in his sight. Our second reading this evening comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the third chapter. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus For the sake of you Gentiles, for surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. As I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. 
of this gospel. I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the workings of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church, the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel this evening, according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for, my, for the child, for when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country, by another road. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. People of God, we join me now for a word of prayer. Almighty God, you have blessed your servants with this great mystery and this great mission to share the light of your Christ with all the nations of the world, drawing all people through him to your eternal embrace. Bless us and keep us, guide us by the light of your star, that in all things we may be forever a people who come to pay you homage and give you all of our gifts. 
Bless us now by the light of your spirit and the guidance of your word, which you have given us this evening to be a light to us and all nations. All these things and all the things of our hearts we lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, 12 days out from Christmas Day, the Christmas music has come to an end. Christmas trees are out by the curb. The holiday ads are replaced with weight loss programs and apps. And life seems to have taken a 180 degree turn from everything that we've been experiencing since Thanksgiving. We spend all of this time building up to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for everything to cease and desist rather quickly. When really the famed 12 days of Christmas come after the baby is placed in a manger. Which brings us to today. Today actually marks the end of the Christmas season and the beginning of a new one. The day of the Christian year where we celebrate Epiphany. Of course, at Christmas, we give thanks for the birth of Jesus and the, the fulfillment of God's promises that were made to Israel. That God would provide a Messiah to deliver his people and bring them into communion with God. On Epiphany and during this season that now will follow, we recognize and give thanks that Jesus, the fulfillment of God's covenant with the Jewish people, has been revealed to be not just Israel's Messiah, but the Redeemer of the entire world. For the next few weeks, we hear stories from the Gospels that illustrate how Jesus of Nazareth is revealed to be God's Messiah and the Savior of creation. The light of Christ was born in Bethlehem, and by the rising and shining of a star, the world first came to know that God has come near to be with us and to live for us. From there, Jesus is baptized by John in the Jordan. Jesus calls disciples to drop everything and to follow him. And he begins his ministry of healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead, and proclaiming the forgiveness of God's kingdom. In modern days, we often combine these two festivals, rushing those wise men to the manger on Christmas Eve with the shepherds, combining the fulfillment of Jewish longing with the extended blessing to the nations of the world. But by combining these two festivals, Christmas and Epiphany, we overlook one of the foundational lessons taught in the arrival of the Magi and their gifts offered to the king of the Jews. Not only does the joy of Christmas stick around, it is the image of God's expansive work throughout all of creation, beginning in a specific, singular point, opening up to reach and embrace people from the ends of the earth. We lose a sense of the, the revolutionary thing that happens when these magi come to visit Herod, seeking the king of the Jews. Three foreigners who, who spend their lives studying the stars, looking for signs, are led to Israel in search of a prophesied king. 
They come to Jerusalem and they meet Herod, who, who himself bears the title king, inquiring about a potential usurper who they can in turn worship. King Herod, where is this child who has been born king of the Jews, king in your place? No wonder Herod was afraid and all of Jerusalem with him. Not only did these unannounced guests speak of celestial signs pointing to a new king, Herod is essentially a puppet of Rome, a figurehead with no real power given a title to make the locals complacent under the heel of an imperial rule. A challenge to Herod's perceived authority is also a challenge to Rome. And Herod's paranoia and and ruthless temper immediately threatens this young Jesus for fear of all that may fall upon Israel. We see Herod's fury in the verses which follow today's readings, telling of the slaughter of the innocents as all males born in Bethlehem over a two-year period were to be killed. The genocide of many to root out the one. And what of these these scribes and chief priests, the, the people that Herod consulted to confirm the Magi's question? Jerusalem is roughly eight miles from Bethlehem, just across the valley and over the hill. It's odd that no one noticed the rising of a star in the heavens And it's really out of character for religious leaders and scholars not to keep their eyes on the beloved Bethlehem as if they weren't longing for a foretold Messiah. They seemed almost dismissive, relaying information unconcerned with the potential implications of what God was doing right under their nose. And on top of that, These three magi were astrologers, practicing arts forbidden in Israel by the law of God as witchcraft. But by paying attention to what was around them, they were led closer to Jesus than the religious elite who lived eight miles from the place of the Messiah's birth. All of that is to say, That for the importance of Jesus being the Messiah to all the world, alike to Jews and Gentiles alike. What does it say that many in our own time, like these magi, come to pay homage to the Christ child by following signs not observed by God's faithful? That those of us who are trusted with keeping awake with joining the songs of the angels, with with proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and pointing to the resurrection of Jesus, fail to do so in our own backyards. No doubt, God is the one who put the star in the sky. God is the one who led these magi to the place where Jesus lay. The Holy Spirit moves throughout all aspects of creation, leaving God's fingerprints as a breadcrumb trail, guiding others back into the embrace of the risen one. But when we talk to people today who come to pay homage to the Christ child, 
to worship the risen King Jesus. Very few say that they were guided by the Bible or its believers. The Jesus followers, the disciples of the way who have been trusted with this good news. They don't credit the church, but the numerous other stars that have guided them to worship and trust on the promise of God. Whether those stars be the rock bottoms of addiction, the loneliness of divorce, or the grief of death, what leads most to hear the good news of Jesus is the light shining in the darkness of life. What we must ask ourselves is what about those who don't know to look at the stars, who have no one to guide them to the manger, no one to ask Where is the Messiah to be found in this world? Where might we find the Savior whom we have been promised? Epiphany is the season to celebrate the light, shining in the darkness, illuminating the Gentile ends of the earth, drawing us into the covenant God made with Israel and fulfilled through Jesus. This is the season of evangelism, of of spreading the good news of God with us, having heard the good news over 12 days through song, through word, and through light. So long as the church trembles in the fear of Herod and Jerusalem or, or wanders in the aloof apathy of the chief priests and scribes, we fall short of our calling in Christ Jesus, not only being of little help to those following the stars that God has placed in the sky for them, but essentially packing away the good news of God like we do the ornaments, the lights, and the evergreens. Do not lose the revolutionary spirit of these magi who followed the star God had given them to find the child Jesus, refusing to give way to the the fear, the paranoia, the apathy, and the indifference that they had encountered along the way. Overwhelmed with great joy at finding the Messiah for all nations, once they had come and given their gifts, pointing to Jesus' role as king and God and sacrifice, The Magi left for their own country then by another road. Once they had encountered the Christ child, they couldn't go back the same way. Back to the same walk of life that would betray Jesus to an abusive overlord. His presence among the people unproclaimed. And no doubt, even though they they circumvented Herod. These magi did not remain silent about their long journey from home once they had finally returned. We who have been blessed by the light of Jesus, rising in the darkness of our own being, cannot continue on in the way we have before. No longer silent, no longer cautious, no longer indifferent to what God has done for us. We have heard the good news of the angels. We have seen Christ's star at its rising. God has brought us this far. Come, let us worship him 
by telling the good news of Jesus' birth and the consequence of his resurrection life to all the world. Amen.